Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. This evening, I'm going to be reading to you from the book of Zechariah. And uh, we're going to be paying particular attention to chapter 4 of Zechariah. And so I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me, as a man is wakened from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lights on it with seven channels to the light. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, Do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, Almighty Mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it. God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Jerubal, of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range throughout the earth. Then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees? On the right and on the left of the lampstand. Again, I asked him, what are these two olive branches beside the two gold pipes that pour out golden oil? He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. Now, the book of Zechariah, is a very important post-exilic book. That is, this book was given, or it deals with prophecies that happened uh, after the people of God were exiled from the land for 
70 years. And so this book deals with the post-Babylonian exile. Its date is around 520 B.C., when Darius was ruler of the Medes and the Persians. The name Zechariah means Yahweh remembers. Yahweh remembers. So 50,000 of the remnant had returned uh, to the land. Eretz uh, Israel is very important in the scripture. The people of God are, in the Old Testament, are people of the land. The people and their land uh, were fastened together. Indeed, in the book of Genesis, the name Adam means red, and then Adama, the Adam was created from the Adama, that is, from the earth, from, uh, from the land. So there is this, this treaty, this intrinsic treaty between the people of God and Eretz, or the, la- the land of Israel. So the people go back. The work is hard. The work is difficult. They don't have a lot of money. And read Haggai 1.6. Uh, there, has, there has been crop failures and drought. Haggai 1, 10, and 11. And there were hostile enemies. Please read uh, Ezra, uh, chapters 6 and 7. This particular vision that I'm reading in chapter 4 is a part of the several visions that are given in the book of Zechariah. There's something different about this book in that Uh, night visions uh, chapter 1 of Zechariah verse 8, night visions are a new element in prophecy and that is what we have here so the people of God are discouraged and uh, they need not look on the outside that is for some external force, factor or person uh, that may have been uh, the cause or the acknowledged cause of their um, discouragement. Their discouragement has a distinctive spiritual factor in that this discouragement, this type of discouragement, is a product of disobedience. And disobedience has brought on hardship. For the people of God, <clears throat> they needed to finish the temple. They had Joshua, the two, uh, uh, their two leaders, Joshua and Zerubbabel. They had these two very powerful and wonderful leaders to guide them. But I'm going to turn back from Zechariah to Haggai, and this is what God said. This is the mental attitude of God's people. And so we see that mental attitude attitude sin is the cause of their discouragement. And when we read Haggai uh, chapter 1 verse 2, which reads, This is what the Lord Almighty says. 
these people say the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Listen to their mental attitude toward the revealed will of God for their lives. They have chosen to ignore, to disobey, or to disobey the word of God. They have chosen not to do the will of God for their lives. And so notice, once again, Haggai chapter 1, verse 2, this is what the Lord Almighty says, these people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Then the prophet Haggai goes on. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? And so now we are given further information about their attitude. They wanted to concentrate on themselves and their own desires. See, this is the flesh at work. And now we add a new element to the cause of their discouragement. The works of the flesh, the flesh, what the flesh does. Please read Galatians chapter 5. Please read about uh, the, uh, and the book of Romans and what Paul uh, talks about with regard to uh, the sarks or the flesh. This was at, uh, at work in their lives. Now, Haggai goes on. Verse 5. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Once again, give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but you have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. So they're suffering economic judgment and inflation. Verse 7, this is what the Lord Almighty says, Give careful thought to your ways. Verse 9, you expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty? Because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. So please understand what is going on here. Please understand that uh, it is there's a spiritual cause for their discouragement. Now, God's people need to get right with him through confession. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So they, and I noticed, and turning back to Zechariah 4, verse 6, so he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. When the people of God are once again within his will, they will receive, they will have, they will know 
they will acknowledge, they will abide in, and they will be powerful in the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will lead them and guide them. And notice, when they are back within God's will, when they have aligned themselves with God's will, look what verse 7 of Zechariah reads. What are you, O mighty mountain? Discouragement can wound the heart of the believer. But the believer and believers need to be skilled at, at spiritual introspection. And we need to be quick to confess to God our sins so that we will remain in fellowship with God. So, what is your mountain? What mountain are you facing at this time in your life that has discouraged your heart? I want you to please read Psalm 119. I want you to please Read Zechariah and Haggai. I want you to read Ezra, the book of Ezra, chapters 5 and 6. Read about the weapons that were used against the people of God. When you align your will with his will for you, then God will give you the desires of your heart. Let me say that again. When your will is aligned with God's will for you, this is when you will experience God's blessing and you will be satisfied with what God provides for you. Then you will have an abundance of his blessings in your life. This is the way God blesses you. All believers face opposition, all believers who are faithful will be blessed. But understand what discouragement is and how this can also be a weapon of the enemy to use against you, to keep you from picking up your Bible, to keep you from doing what he knows will bring or restore health to your soul. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me to the waters of quietness. Read Psalm 23. Beloved, I pray for you and go before God with your discouragement and he will bless you. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich and thank you.